This is Chris Sange with the Post-Christian Era Podcast. Today's podcast is titled, Come On Dads, Do It Yourself. If in one unfortunate moment you took everything that I own, everything you've given from heaven above and everything that I've ever known, if you stripped away my ministry, my influence, my reputation, my health, my happiness... Father's my Day was last week and I hope many of us took the time to show our fathers our appreciation for their contribution to our lives. One of those contributions to the family has long been a father's expertise with common household tasks, lovingly called do-it-yourself or DIY. You know, household tasks like unclogging a drain, changing the oil in your car, painting a room, etc. Now apparently, that contribution is in decline. According to a report by Alarm.com, millennial dads do not have the same do-it-yourself skills that their father's generation had. In it, the report says this, quote, Millennial dads are less inclined than their father's generation to roll up their sleeves and tackle traditional do-it-yourself tasks, preferring to call professional help on tasks ranging from unclogging sinks to assembling furniture, end quote. They also report that millennial dads don't have the same tools as their fathers. Amazingly, more than 30% of millennial dads do not own a hammer. The report gave some of the survey respondents explanations for the millennials' diminished do-it-yourself skills, which I'd like to take a quick second to debunk. First, some of the respondents said that modern technology makes do-it-yourself tasks harder and in more need of support, like smart locks and doorbell cameras. While these technologies usually involve another company hosting certain parts of the service, like the recorded video on a camera system, they still involve technical and mechanical skills to install and operate. Secondly, they say that handiness now includes technology, so I suppose that means that millennials really are do-it-yourselfers because they can do technology. Now that's all fine and good, but what about the non-technical things? Can they still swing a hammer? Can they install a light? Can they change brakes on a car? I don't think that just because things get more digital that they excuse you from having mechanical skills. We can expand the definition of do-it-yourself, but we cannot outright eliminate the need for certain skills. Using technology as an excuse to say a father doesn't need to have other mechanical skills is akin to saying a father doesn't need to know about his car because he can put gas in it. Now lastly, the respondents said that priorities have changed in a father's life so that, quote, today's time-pressed dads are also faster to outsource time-consuming home maintenance to professionals. Well, that just tells me that today's dads are too busy. Not that it necessarily is a reason to ditch old-time skills, but it also tells me that tomorrow's dads are going to be even worse do-it-yourselfers. Now, this last explanation also indicates that dads simply don't value do-it-yourself skills. It speaks to what is valuable in our culture. I can see a father who hires a professional auto mechanic, let's say, so that he can spend time with his family. But what is he doing with his family? Watching a movie? Going to Disneyland? Again, that's all fine and good, but there are plenty of fathers who spend time with their family doing do-it-yourself stuff. Whether it's common tasks or more complex hobbies, contrary to contemporary thought, spending time with your family doesn't always mean only doing things that are completely leisurely and passive. Some fathers and families actually enjoy doing things that require work. 
I know a father and a daughter who spend time buying, restoring, and selling old furniture. So, do-it-yourself activities do not always exclude family time. Now, this is a lie that usually gets sold with advances in technology. The argument sounds something like this. Buy this product, service, or gadget, so you spend less time doing task XYZ and more time enjoying life. On the surface, this sounds good, but what happens when we've hired out all of our chores and our tasks? What is all this life that we're left to do? Is it all rock concerts and movies and vacations? This is the sort of picture that gets painted in the movie WALL-E. In the movie, the humans of the future have had technology do all of their chores and tasks, so that's what is left are just chubby people who don't even walk on their own two feet anymore, and they have screens attached to their face. I think we are slowly seeing this prophecy being fulfilled. Now there was a time when life simply was menial task after menial task. This doesn't mean that life was unfulfilled, but that every minute of life didn't have to be filled with ultra-sensational life experience in order to feel fulfilled. People understood that their tasks and their chores were the stuff of life. And since they usually served one's family, community, or other institution, these tasks were honorable. Now, I believe that part of the, de the decline in do-it-yourself activities is due to what we value as a culture. We usually value entertaining and sensational experiences that others have created. In an article by Dennis Prager, writing in the National Review about how millennials don't have hobbies anymore, he quotes Dan Scotty of the Elite Daily, who says this. He, Dan Scotty concludes, says this. The fact that hobbies may be a thing of the past is an eerie thought. I can honestly say that I see hobbies such as carpentry not making a comeback at any time in the near future. As sad as it may seem to older generations, we genuinely have an interest in Instagram, Twitter, and other products of the digital age. End quote. Now, Dennis Prager goes on to say this. Clearly, you don't have to be a member of the older generation to think that this is sad, and here is why. There's a world of a difference between being active and being passive, between creating something and watching something, between doing something and being entertained. End quote. Now, this insight into today's generation regarding hobbies is similar to the do-it-yourself findings. Hobbies require time, effort, patience, and persistence. They are separate from careers because they're not typically pursued for any financial gain, but often they are worthy of pursuit with little financial gain. This addiction to passivity is a regression in humanity. It's anti-life. Now, don't get me wrong, I like a good movie just as much as the next guy. But we have a culture that does not value anything that involves effort, time, sacrifice, skill, and labor. How can a person and a culture pursue goodness and worthy causes if it doesn't value the disciplines required to achieve them? The decline in do-it-yourself skills and hobbies is of particular importance for the Christian. For one, do-it-yourself activities and hobbies, just like all other work, ties us to creation and the Christian's mandate to cultivate our environment. When God put Adam in the garden, he gave him a command. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 tells us this, Then the Lord God took the man 
and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. Now we are given a world to transform and provide order for the sake of God's goodness and grace to be manifested within humanity. In our work, we participate in creation's service toward humanity and God. And this does not stop when we go off the clock. In this most holiest of work orders, the most simplest task takes on a sanctity that can motivate one to excellence and gift one with satisfaction of a job well done, regardless of the scope. Now second, the model of a Christian is wrapped in the image of Christ, who is described as a servant. Mark chapter 10 verse 45 says this, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. As such, his disciples are called themselves to be servants toward one another and indeed all of humanity. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16 says this, As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Therefore, our view toward these menial tasks of do-it-yourself projects and hobbies can actually join with the call of Christians to be servants. We serve as those serving Christ as we give of our strengths and energies and labor freely with the same grace that God serves us with. Lastly, something precious is lost when we do not see do-it-yourself activities as valuable. We lose community. In his book, The Careless Society, John McKnight describes how our culture has lost its ability to hold tight communities. One of the major reasons is one that he calls the professional problem. The idea is that since our culture is saturated with, quote, professional services, for every need imaginable, and even some needs you didn't know you had, we have stopped relying on each other and have therefore less of a reason to hold tight our communities. As an example, McKnight points out that years ago, at the death of a family member, the family would console one another through closeness and the natural grieving process. Today, we have a professional bereavement counselor who is trained and experienced in helping others grieve. After news of this professional, it sinks in with all the members of this community. McKnight describes what happens next. Quote, Finally, one day the aged father of a woman will die, and the next-door neighbor will not drop by because he doesn't want to interrupt the bereavement counselor. The woman's kin will stay home because they will have learned that only the bereavement counselor knows how to process grief in the proper way. The local clergy will seek technical assistance from the bereavement counselor to learn the correct form of service to deal with guilt and grief. And the grieving daughter will know that it is the bereavement counselor who really cares for her, because only the bereavement counselor appears when death visits the family. End quote. What a depressing scene. Equally depressing is this article from The Guardian, which asks the question if houses in the future will no longer have kitchens. Quoting the article, One factor driving the gradual extinction of the kitchen is the explosion of food delivery apps. According to UBS, food delivery apps are now, on average, in the top 40 most downloaded apps in major markets. They're particularly loved by millennials who are three times more likely to order takeaway than their parents. As this generation matures, home cooking could fade away, the report suggests. End quote. 
The only thing that brings families together more than death is food. So many families and cultures gravitate around the home-cooked meal. They facilitate family connectedness across multiple generations. And now, we are losing our connection to our communities, present and past, because younger generations don't want to cook. Think about this. Playing music for your family or your community isn't really a thing anymore. Even in Laura Ingalls Wilder's Little House books, Pa would usually play the fiddle for the family, and they loved him for it. There was a time when song was a universally accessible skill. You only needed a little bit of practice and you could lead your family or community in bringing musical cheer to any occasion. But our culture only values music when produced professionally. Which is why at the family barbecue, we don't bring our instruments, we bring the Bluetooth speaker, the 21st century ghetto blaster. I'm grateful that my wife's family cooks tamales during Christmas as an entire family project. I see community when my neighbor spends four months repairing his Harley and calls his friends to help. I'm glad that I have the ability to help my neighbor fix his garage door. And I'm thankful that my dad has so many skills that I'm still learning from him. I know that my life has been enriched by learning to do it myself. To realize that work and creativity and ordering the world around me is a sacred task. And I've learned to rely on good people who have much do-it-yourself skill to pass down. My daily attempts to follow the way of Christ is strengthened by my modest do-it-yourself activities. So, come on dads, do it yourself. This is Chris Sains with the Post-Christian Era Podcast. One unfortunate moment, you took everything that I own. Everything you've given from heaven above and everything that I've ever known. If you stripped away my ministry, my influence, my reputation, my health, my happiness, my friends, my pride, and my expectation. If you caused for me to suffer or to suffer for the cause of the cross, if the cost of my allegiance is prison and all my freedoms are lost. If you take the breath from my lungs and make an end of my life.